Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey, friends, welcome back today. I want to offer an official public apology because I do not have a postcard or a coffee mug today. It's not that I don't have one. I do have some postcards back in my office that you have graciously sent in, but I walked all the way down here and forgot to bring it with me, and I'm not walking all the way back to my office, so sorry. You'll see it tomorrow, but for now, we're going to just jump right into the Bible. So Mark chapter 6, I left you uh, last episode right in the middle of a very practical and important verse, and that is Mark chapter 6 and verse number 31, where Jesus had said to his very busy apostles, who have just now returned from a very busy tour of Galilee, in which they've done some preaching and some healing, and they have now come back excitedly about all that God has done, and it's just time for them to get some R&R to recharge their spiritual batteries, to get some physical rest. And Jesus is the one that is calling them to that rest. Uh, Watch what it says again in verse 31. Come ye yourselves apart unto a desert place and rest a while. And then here's here's the reason for it. Uh, Mark supplies in the text. He says, for there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. So Jesus said, we got to get out of here, guys. Let's go get some rest because they were so busily engaged in ministry and so many people were wanting a piece of them and a a part of their time that Jesus, they, they didn't even have time to eat. Have you ever been so busy in your work or so busy, fellow pastors or assistant pastors in your ministry that you just didn't have time to get a bite to eat. Uh, I have to say that, you know, I have fallen into that trap. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but uh, I mean, I actually forget to eat. I actually go, matter of fact, I'm thinking today, I'm, I'm recording this, it's it's uh, 4.30 in the afternoon, and I just got to thinking, you know, I didn't eat today. So, um, there you go. And, and sometimes you just get busy and, and until you think about it, it's like, man, I didn't even have time to eat. I remember, I remember a precious lady. She's with the Lord today. Uh, but my precious friend and kind of like a, a second mom to me, Terry Ainsworth, uh, who just loved me so dearly. And, and it was mutual. I loved her. And she would cook me food on Sunday afternoons. I'd stay through at church and she'd bring me a hot plate of food to eat. I remember the first time she did did that, I said, oh, thank you, Terry, so much. And, and I just got busy again. She brought me the food. It was right there. And I got so busy, I let the food get cold, didn't eat it. And her daughter, Terry's daughter, um, my secretary, my dear friend, Stacy, uh, you know, she turned me in. She told her mom, she tattletailed on me. And so the next week that Terry came by, she brought that food, but she wouldn't leave. She sat right down at my desk and said, now eat. 
and we talked and fellowshiped, and she just made sure that I ate. And I thank God for loving people like that in my life that said, hey, come ye yourselves apart a while and rest and eat, eat. You don't have time uh, not to take care of yourself. And that's what Jesus is doing here. Look at verse number 32, and they departed. So they, they agreed, and they departed into a desert place by ship privately. Let's get out of here. They get into a boat. They, they launch out, and they're going to find that, that private place, that little private little nook along the sea, and they're going to have some R&R, enjoy each other's company, spend some extra time with the Lord, and watch what happens to them in verse 33. This I laugh, but it's really not that humorous, verse 33. And the people saw them departing. So people, they were not, they weren't going to have any of this. I mean, this was a time for Jesus to say, let's get apart, let's rest. But the people, they didn't want the disciples to rest. Hey, I want you to, to take it easy, pastor, except when it comes to dealing with me. I want you to take a vacation, except don't take a vacation from me, right? Everyone views himself as the exception to the rule. And what's happening here is the people saw them departing. Many knew him and ran afoot thither out of all cities. So there's a bunch of people and outwent them and came together unto him. So do you get the picture here in verse number 33? The Bible is teaching that Jesus gets in the boat with the disciples to go find a desert place. But the people are having nothing of it. And they see him in the boat. They leave their houses. They leave their cities. And they're following the boat. They're walking along the shore as Jesus is sailing on the boat. And they're, they're looking. And they're watching. Where is he going to land? Where? And they're running to the spot they think he's going to land because they want him and they want those disciples and they want their miracles and they're not going to let them rest. Look at what happens in verse number, number 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people. So when Jesus came out of that boat, when he came to that shoreline and he saw all these, this crowd of people, this mass of humanity coming toward him, he was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. They were a sheep that didn't have a shepherd. Well, you've got to be in the Holy Land to see this, because even today you can see sheep out, and there's always a shepherd with them. But I'll tell you what, the, the, the landscape in Israel is very rocky. Uh, there are many places, pit, pit, pitfalls and cliffs and dangerous spots, and it would be very easy for a sheep to be jeopardized by a predator or by uh, just the terrain itself. And a sheep that didn't have a shepherd would not last long in that environment. And Jesus said, when I look at these people, well, I just have compassion because they don't have a shepherd. They don't have anybody that's teaching them the good and the right way. The religious leaders of the day were totally off base. Uh, Judaism was in a sad state of affairs when it came to their doctrinal understanding and integrity. And Jesus knew that if I don't teach them, if, if, if I and my disciples, my ministry, if we don't minister to them, 
They are just going to go unministered to. They need me. Now, remember, what's the context? The context here is they're leaving to get some R&R. They, they have left the people for the purpose of getting recharged. And yet their attempt at rest and relaxation, their attempt at getting recharged is totally, has totally failed. Because as soon as they get to their desert place, as soon as they get to their rest place, there's a great crowd of people. Now, I think it's important when you read passages of the Bible, yes, to read them in the context of the book in which they're written, for sure. But also to remember that this is not the only place in the Bible where this story is told. Because we're about to read the story of the feeding of the 5,000. And as we read this story, we realize that this story is included in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is given extensive treatment in the Bible. Why? It's a major transitional event in the life of Jesus, and we're going to talk about why in a moment. So as we compare the passages, what do we learn? Well, we learn from John 6 that when Jesus landed at that spot, as the crowd was approaching, Jesus actually said to Philip, Philip, how much money do you think it would take to feed all these people? And remember, Philip said, you know, even 200 penny worth, which would be like two thirds of a year's wages for an average worker, even 200 penny worth would not be enough to give them all just even a little bit. I think that probably represented the amount of money that the disciples had in their treasury. Judas, of course, was the treasurer. Boy, if we spent all of our money, we couldn't help these people. In other words, all of our human resources aren't enough to help the people in the way that that you want us to help them. I think Jesus is already teaching a lesson, isn't he? And the lesson is our gathered and hoarded resources aren't enough to meet the needs of people, either physically or spiritually. We need the Lord, and we need to have faith in what He can produce with relatively little. It becomes a lot when the Lord gets involved, right? Little is much when God is in it. So look at verse number uh, 35. So Jesus began to teach them many things, verse 34, And when the day was now far spent, so, wow, the whole day has gone by now. And on a day when they needed rest and when they intended to get rest, they've had no rest. And now the people are as hungry as ever. They're tired themselves. The day is far spent. And the Bible says, the disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place. And now the time is far past. Send them away that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. So the disciples themselves understood, hey, we've got a problem here. These people have spent all day here. They're going to faint. They uh, need to eat. Uh, The best thing to do is let them go right now while the daylight is fading. Maybe they can make it to a nearby village and buy something. But uh, this is not a good situation unless we act upon quickly to get them out of here. Verse number 37, he answered and said unto them, give ye them to eat. No, no, don't send them away. You feed them. Well, what an incredible thing 
for Jesus to say. Feed them with what? Feed them how? He's giving them a command that, as far as human resources are concerned, is impossible to keep. How do you feed them with limited financial supplies? And they wouldn't be able to do that anyway because they'd have to go out and buy. Uh, but, you know, what, what food do we have? Look at verse number 37. And they say unto him, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? Well, what are you saying? Should we just kind of run out real quickly and buy as many groceries as we can at the you know Walmart Supercenter and, and come back really, really quickly? And I mean, we already told you at the beginning of the day that that would only give everyone just a little, little bit. It wouldn't be enough. Verse number 38. And he said unto them, How many loaves have you? No, no, I don't want you to feed them with what you don't have. I want you to feed them with what you do have. I don't want you to to itemize what you could potentially get in the future. No, I want you to enumerate what you now have. What do you have? It's the same language that God used with Moses Uh, I can't. There's no way I can go to Egypt. There's no way I can speak. There's no way that I can convince Pharaoh. What is that in thine hand, Moses? See, God doesn't want to use what we don't have. He wants us to have faith that he can use us with what we do have, whether that's a rod, whether that's five smooth stones, whether that's five loaves and two fishes. The Bible says here in verse number 38, how many loaves have ye? Go and see. You go itemize what you do have. And when they knew, they said, five loaves and two fishes. And I love the parallel passage where Andrew said, yeah, but what is that among so many? Here's what we do have, almost sheepishly, I think he told them. But what in the world does that mean in light of this huge crowd? 5,000 men, women and children beside, there may have been 15, 20,000 people. How are we going to feed them with this? Now, I know you've heard a million messages about the five loaves and two fishes and the feeding of the 5,000, but I'm afraid that many times we miss the theological reason why this is in the Bible. But you're going to have to wait because we can't talk about that today. We're out of time. So we're going to come back to verse number 39. Uh, next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. I'll try to remember my postcard. And until then, I hope you have a great day. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.